0: Welcome to episode 2, part 2 of episode 1, part 1 of Short Works. Hey! Okay, so I told you guys I was going to come back after work and just catch you guys up on the day, what's been going on with me, and just kind of just wind down from the day. Alrighty, so not too much, well... I always wanna say not too much happened today. Like, you know, cause I try to keep that positive outlook. Like there's days where I'm talking about it gets like, whoo, <coughs> where it gets like crazy. I'm talking about like up to your neck in water, crazy. Yet today was kind of mild. Um, we learned today that Jello takes about an hour to make and like literally it's not even done in the hour. You gotta put it in the cooler to chill. But my co-worker funny story she was making jello this morning and she nursed that jello for an hour so she didn't have to do nothing else. Like she didn't have to help because she's my partner on fruit. She nursed that Jello for hour. I'm thinking Jello don't take that long to make, honey. You boil the water, you mix the fruit with the uh, with the dried uh, fl- gelatin flavor mixture, and mix it with the water. Then you put it in the containers, and you go and put it in the chiller. You don't have or the cooler. You don't have to do that stuff for a whole hour. You don't have to. You don't have to babysit it for an hour like you know get it done this is the third time we've done jello and yet she's acting like this is you know i got a nurse i got a baby this it's like okay yeah baby this so you don't have to help with any other fruits because literally before i come in i come in around the same time that you. we all come in at like nine thirty. that's our time we come in okay and literally, when I come in the door and I'm, I'm getting, you know, ready to get set up, I'm getting my apron and stuff on, and she goes, okay, this is the food you're gonna do. And it's like, excuse me? Like, you don't ask me, hey, what do you wanna do? It's just, I'm gonna tell you what you're doing, because I've already checked the sheet, and so I'm gonna say, oh, this, that, the third. And it's just like, okay, so, that's great. You already know exactly what fruit you want me to do. And then when I try to go look at the sheet, you try to tell me, no, it's this, it's this, it's this. Like, it's like, you need to trust me because I've already read the sheet. Trust me. I know. Trust me. And it's like, hmm, do I trust you? Do I not trust you? I'm going to go with, I don't trust you. So that's that. It's really odd to me that it's like, oh, trust me. I know what I'm doing. It's like, that's great. That's great. But she told me apple slices and they were whole apples. So, I mean, we had no apple slices. Then, here's what's the kicker. She went in there to grab um, mixed. No, not mixed fruit. That's the fruit I needed today. The diced uh, peaches. That's what she grabbed. Okay. So, she's already been in there grabbing the fruit. She sees you with pears and goes, oh, no fruit cocktail? I'm thinking, weren't you just in there grabbing fruit? Did you not see fruit? Did you see fruit cocktail? I'm like, I mean, it's just like things escape people sometimes. You know, it's like you look at them and you wonder, are you all the way there? Are you, are you, are you missing a screw? I don't have it, but are you missing a screw? Because it's awkward. It's like, oh, well, there's no fruit cocktail. I'm like, no honey, there's no. If there was, do you think I'd be doing pears right now? Do you think I would be putting pears in a container if I was doing fruit cocktail, if there was fruit cocktail in there? And then my other coworker comes over, oh, you need fruit cocktail? And I'm like, yeah, but there is none. So he goes into the pantry and he starts doing like an Indiana Jones search party for the darn fruit cocktail. I'm like, if you find fruit cocktail in that pantry, not only am I gonna stop doing the pears, I'm gonna stop doing fruit and just walk away. So that's gonna make me angry. That I look, and 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 don't find it. And then, I hate to say a man, but yeah, a man can walk in there and go, oh, there it is. Like, really? So I'm glad he didn't find any because I would've been mad. I would've been very angry with that conversation right there. I would have been like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna need you to go put that back and you don't know what the heck you found it at. I'm gonna need you just to pretend you never saw that. I mean, that's that's how that conversation would have had to go because I would have been mad. I just would have lost it. So did that and then um, got done with that. My one coworker had nothing to do in the morning, so she helped me with the um, cranberries, putting the cranberry packs on the black trays. The little crazen packs. Crazons are good, but they've got a lot of sugar. And so I like, I before I had my gastric bypass, and that's another story I need to tell y'all about. Um, gastric bypass, I had it done. I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm saying be very careful. Because I was in a lot of pain afterwards, for like months afterwards. And I still, every now and again, screw up and eat too much or eat too fast and have those like nausea, sick feelings. So, definitely be very careful with how you take care of that. Because, I mean, it's definitely not fun to be sick with gastric bypass nausea and things. And so, I really um, had to be careful with that. Hold on guys, I think someone's trying to call. No, I don't know who that is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I am on my way just doing a normal podcast. This is normally what I do. Like, I'm normally, you know, in the moment, it's, it's real, it's raw, it's, you know, not scripted. There's no, yes, no, maybe, it's, it's very just natural how I feel in the moment. And so I got done with the fruit, no help to my actual partner. And then she was like, oh, we have all these black trays with the little, um, we use like clear OBS containers. If you work in food service, you know, there's these little square containers that are clear. And that's what we put, like, our fruits and vegetables and stuff in for, like, the sides. And we had a whole bunch left. And she's like, oh, go ahead and take those and put them on a cart and wrap the cart. And You know, I'm going to wash my dishes. And I'm like, oh, okay. So instead of her just, like, doing the simplest stuff, she wants to, like, delegate tasks. Like, oh, I'll play project manager on this project and I'll delegate tasks. and it's it's to the point where I'm like I'm kind of just letting it happen one because you know everything else I have going on with you know myself at home my puppy son you know his illness that drains me of a lot of energy so I definitely don't have the energy to stand in a room at a job with people and fight over the simplest stuff like fruits and I could have turned right there oh I messed the turn up oh yeah I did okay I missed that turn. Oh, no, I can turn right here. Okay. But yeah, so it's like I don't have this energy to do the simplest of things, like argue with people over the simplest of tasks. I don't. I don't get paid enough to argue with people. And it's really weird to me that other people feel like, oh, I get paid enough. Like, you're five hours. You don't get paid enough to argue. So don't argue. But there's people that get paid five hours like me and feel the need to argue, scream, and act a fool. I don't feel the need to do that when I'm at work. When I first started, yes, I had to get low down to their level, okay? I, you know, lost touch with Miss Obama's quote, when they go low, we go high. I mean, I, I kind of said, when they go low, we go lower. And, and it was bad, I was getting to that point where I was hot, not... I don't want to say hostile. That's that's what people were to me, but I had to fight back, and I realize now the biggest fight back you can you can do is literally nothing. Like I just you know let people see the other person acting like a fool, and hopefully they go, oh, well you know Billy was over here screaming and jumping you know jumping around you know yelling and acting crazy, you know, and Susie just stood there and she just you know she didn't say a word. Like, okay, this is a this is an analogy. It's very recent in the news. I don't know if you guys have noticed or watched the talk with Sharon Osbourne, Sarah Gilbert, um, Julie Chen. I think she's still on, was still on there. And Cheryl Underwood. I think her last name is Underwood. The uh, no, Cheryl. Uh, no, her first name is Cheryl. I think her last name is Underwood. And how, allegedly, I didn't watch the episode, but, um... I did like read the articles and things. Sharon was accused of calling, well, it started because Sharon Osborne defended her friend, Pierce Morgan, over comments he made over Meghan Markle. All because at some point, from what I was told, at one point or another, Pierce Morgan tried to date Meghan Markle. And Meghan said no, so every time Pierce sees her, in any news article or anything ever, he'll bash her because he's, you know, a man scorned. Go figure. And so, literally, that happened, and Sharon defended him. And so, they accused Sharon of being racist. So, Sharon goes on this whole, like, racist rant, allegedly. Because I have to watch the video to be able to say if it, you know, yay or nay. Um, goes on this whole rant, um, towards Cheryl. And Cheryl's just sitting there. Cheryl's not saying a word. Cheryl's letting it happen. Okay. And that's like the funniest thing to me. It's like, if Cheryl would have jumped up or, you know, clapped back or said something crazy, they would have said, oh, she's the, you know, ghetto black person. She's the hard-to-deal-with black person. Oh, you know, she's the outspoken black person. Like, they would have labeled Cheryl as the issue, and then Sharon would have been in the clear. The fact that Cheryl just sat there and, like, let it happen, everybody got to see Sharon for what she was in the moment. And it's like, okay. So then Sharon came out and was like, well, you know, I'm sorry I got that way. I felt attacked. I felt like people were accusing me of being a racist. It's like if people are accusing you of being a racist, you probably have done something racist. I don't, I've never, I don't think ever have, and that's just me personally, seen anyone accuse somebody of being a racist that wasn't a racist. Because so that's not something you just say lightly. Oh, you're a racist. You don't just scream that out lightly. That's not a joke. So you say to someone, that's not something you just play around with. You literally, if you call somebody that, they had have them have done something raci- racist or racially angering for you to call them that so for, for Sharon to say oh I thought they were you know they were accusing me of being racist well people don't just accuse people of being racist for no darn reason you know there's things that, that you do there's instances that happen that people recall that lead them to say this and so that's why when I'm at work and these people are like acting crazy and you know barking and acting all loud and obnoxious about things I'm not doing because they want me to do it and I'm not going to do it because I'm gonna do it i am I'm gonna do what I'm going to do within my job parameters. You know, it's like there's people that wanna play manager. And instead of just doing their job and realizing they're not a manager manager's title or manager's badge, they get angry when you don't do it their way. Oh, you didn't do this when I asked you to do this. I'm gonna get all half a puff. It's like but well, you're not the manager. It's like I don't have to do I'm not doing everything in this job. So I do fruit. And that's usually, like, canned fruits, fresh fruit, fruits in the little, like, um, already prepackaged fruit. And so, it's supposed to be an equal partnership where we split it up evenly. But, like I told you, my one partner gets there early and she tries to, she picks the easy stuff that she wants to do and leaves me with the opening of the cans or this or that. And it's like, it's fine, but let me figure out for myself what fruit we're doing. Don't try to, oh, well, I already looked. Oh, you don't need to look type stuff. I that, don't that, play like that. You know, I, I need to f- see for myself, hey, we've got t- 100 bananas. Great. We've got 50 apples. Wonderful. Oh, we've got 65 carrots, or not carrots. We have 65 containers of fruit. Okay, great. I need to be able to look for myself what we have. I don't need, you know, people to micromanage my job. It's like I did salads three weeks ago because we switched jobs, morning jobs every three weeks. So three weeks ago, I did salad. So my coworker, she um, was walking over, the one I'm working with this week. She would walk over there, walk over and look at the salad. And she would try to tell me, oh, you don't have this or you don't have that on the salad. And I'm like, yes, I do. It's right there. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm thinking, okay, why are you watching what I'm doing? Why are you micromanaging my job in the morning? Why don't you go do your job instead of micromanaging me? Because at the end of the day, you're not my manager. I was not hired by you, and I'm not going to be fired by you. And it's odd to me that people get in jobs where other people will do that stuff to them. They won't say anything. I'll say something. And it used to be a long time ago, I wouldn't say anything. You know, I would just kind of let it be. I wouldn't open my mouth. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't clap, you know, I would just kind of let them bark orders at me. Now I'm like, no, uh-uh, we're not doing this. You know, I have a co-worker of mine, she's a sweetheart. And these people that I work that I work with, some of them that look like my partner this week, kind of attack her a little bit with words and just, you know, they're not as nice to her as they should be. And I literally, you know, I literally am just like, oh, okay, what do you do? What do you do in that situation? Like, my coworker will tell me things, and I'm like, okay, here's what we're not gonna do. We're not gonna let these people get to you to this point where it's an everyday thing. And I and I have a background, so I'm willing to just go, what's the problem, what it is, what's up? You got an issue with me? Let, let's go take it outside. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't fight, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not a person that's just like, I'm going to handle this now. You're going to tell me what's going on. Or, you know, you're going to tell me now when I can keep doing this whole back and forth. I like hear through the grapevine, you said this, then a the third, you know, I don't do that. There's some people that do that. They'll let the people just talk all mess about them. They won't say a word. Then they get upset about them. I'm like, no, I'm not going to get upset. I mean, I will get upset and I'll confront you, but I'm not going to get upset by myself alone. It's, gonna be, it's not just going to be my problem anymore. If, if someone says something about me or to me, it no longer is my problem. It's a us problem. It's a we problem. Because if you have a problem with me, then I got a problem with you. Now it's a us issue. And we got to fix it. And we got to figure it out. It's not going to be, oh, I have an issue with you, and then it's, it's a me problem. It's not, that's not a me problem. That's a we problem, honey. Because you have an issue with me, that means I got an issue with you. And I don't really have issues with anybody I work with. So if we're gonna have issues, you got issues with me, then we're gonna, we gonna have some issues. And that's just gonna be what it is. And then people don't realize that about me because I'm very quiet at work. I talk to who I wanna talk to, I laugh with who I wanna laugh with, and then I go on my day. I'm very quiet at work. I'm a peacemaker, I try to, you know, see all sides. But I'm very quiet natured, I'm, cal- I'm very calculated in my approach to this job. I will watch you and not say a word. I will look and see what you and not say a word. Because I'm keep I'm 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 gathering info. I'm not gonna just oh what are you doing? Oh do 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 I am very hush hush on the DL And that's just because that's who I am. I don't feel the need to have to go rah, 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 rah every five seconds with co-workers. I don't feel the need to have to like, oh, you're doing that? Oh, we shouldn't do No. I'm just going to watch you. I'm just going to remember those instances. And so people think, oh, she's real quiet. She's real, you know, down to earth. She's not going to say anything if we say something to her or say something about her or if we talk about her. She's not going to say anything. So one day... Now, I'm going to tell you the shortened version of this because, you know, again, like I said, I'm trying to keep anonymity to certain things. Um, let's just say my co-worker wasn't expecting me to round the corner and confront her with questions to the, to the incident that happened. I came around that corner and I asked her X, Y, and Z. And she was, re- you know how people get real shocked? They start, blah, 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 you know, stumbling over the words. That's what happened. She was taken aback that I had walked around the corner and was like, what's good? Cause I, I mean, I was literally done with it. Like it had been going on all week. So finally I walked around the corner and I said, I said, what's the problem is? What's good? I mean, not like that, but I did, you know, let it be known that, hey, we, we are not gonna do this. This is not gonna happen i'm not about that life like I, um i worked too hard for too little to be dealing with that no 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 and so people were shocked like oh wow we didn't think you had to need you to go around the corner and ah, uh, y'all didn't think i was gonna go out y'all thought i was gonna stand there and say oh okay i walked around that corner especially oh hold on we're gonna let we ain't gonna let this keep going on it's, gonna, it's not gonna be a, a a running gag where i'm the punchline no honey oh, no, no, I'm going to flip that script and we're going to rewrite that joke because that's not me. Like, people, you know, it's like, you know Boo Boo the Fool? Oh, okay, because uh, then you should know I'm not it. I'm not, I'm not them. So, <laughs> wrong wrong person. I'm not Boo Boo the Fool, sorry. And that's what's funny about it. It's like people just think, oh my gosh, you know, we can say whatever and she's not going to say anything. No, I'm going to. So I told my coworker, I said, look, I said, you're going to have to grow a backbone. But don't worry about that right now, because if I see something, I'm going to say something. And that's how you got to be at work. Like, there's going to be people that you work with, and this is just, you know, this is definitely just an observation of me that I've always carried with me. There's always going to be someone at your job that's going to have it a little bit worse than you. There's always going to be a new person at your job that comes in that's going to go through the same thing you went through. And, and what I noticed... When I first got at my job, I was that newbie. I was the one that everybody felt like, okay, I was the rookie. You know, we got we to gotta kind of, you know, uh, she has to pay her dues. So we have to kind of show her the ropes and um, initiate her a little bit into the club type thing. And I felt like I was being initiation. Because the stuff that certain people would say to me or, you know, do to me, it was like, whoa, whoa. Like, especially when I was at the middle school. When I was at the middle school, I, I don't recommend it. Like, no. Working in cafeteria middle school. You got work with a good group of people. That was a terrible situation. The elementary school was a terrible situation that I was in. High school was, you know, for it started out, it was a little bit rocky. But it mellowed out quicker than the elementary and middle school. And so, I definitely recommend jump right into high school. I really do. And... After a while, I let it go on for a while. I let the initiations go on for a while, if you will. And at at one point, I was crying in the cooler. I mean, I was in the cooler just, These people, they'll break you down. They'll break you down. And they'll they'll make you feel so low. And I was having my moment. And I was having my, you know, my... My lash out moment, and this is where I kind of get into the parodies of it all. Um, I'll probably do a parody um, podcast one of these days. Request it if you want to hear one. Um, I kind of have this thing where, like, I have—I don't know how to, how to like say it without it sounding really awkward and weird. I kind of tell myself like I have this like it's like the older brother syndrome. Like I have an older brother that works with me that I you know can depend on. At my job. And so I kind of like, you know, tell myself that. And I hear this voice. Quit crying. You gotta pick yourself up. You gotta go back out there. You can't let them see you sweat. You got this. And I, you know, and that's my like older brother words. Like telling me, hey, you've got this. You know? And then like the funny part, like you always say, I ain't raised no punk. And I'm just like, yes. And that right there is where... I get my mojo from. Like, I get my fight back from. So, when I heard, when I told myself that, when when I, you know, was hearing those words, it was like, alright, I can't let these people get to me like this. I'm, I work hard just like everybody else here. I'm, I'm, I'm valuable to this job like everybody else. And I went back out there and literally, you know, pulled myself up by my bootstraps, if you will, went back out there, did my job. Next day I came in, I didn't take no mess. People started, you know, in on me. I said, "Um, excuse me, we're not going to do this." I said, "If you'd like to talk to me in a decent manner, that's fine. But if not, we don't have to work together. We don't have to. We don't have to do this right here. I can go to something else." And and I, when I stood up and let everybody know what what we were not going to do, everybody was, Okay, she's setting boundaries. I can't cross those boundaries. Do people still cross them? Yes. Certain people, like I'll say now, certain people you work with. You can tell them until you're blue in the face. A, B, C. They're going to do X, Y, Z. And they're not going to care. And those people, you just you have to realize, those are the people that will get under your skin or attempt to get under your skin so bad. And it's going to be frustrating at first. It, it really is. It has been that way for me. I, I've noticed it. It's like, when I told the people, hey, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. And a day or so goes by, and they they abide by it. They you know they're cool, you know this and that. Then after a while, they get back into their old habit, and I would get frustrated again. I would get you know bogged down and upset. Then I would remember, keep at it, keep at it. So I would keep saying, we're not gonna do this, we're not gonna do this, you know. And then after a certain point, I just think, hey, you know what? I'm not gonna keep going back and forth. So what I would do when those people wanted me to do certain things and they wouldn't ask me in a nice way, I would ignore them. I would say, okay, so you snapped your fingers, you clapped your hands, you did all that extraness and made yourself look foolish, and I'm going to ignore you. So now the job won't get done because I'm going to ignore you until you can find a better way to talk to me or ask of me what you need me to do. And... I just kid you not, when I started ignoring those people, it was like a breath of fresh air. They realized, okay, she's going to ignore us now, so now we have to figure out how we're going to talk to people in a nice way. Because if we don't, then the job's not going to get done. And I was willing to risk it and tell my managers and the supervisors, hey look, the job's not getting done properly or getting done at all because I'm not being talked to in a direct way. I mean. I mean, clapped at, snapped at, and things like that. And I refused to work in an environment like that. And so, I mean, I was little into a situation where people could scream and act a fool, and the supervisor would turn around on you and say, oh, well, they've been having so many problems with you, and this and that. And it's like, wait a minute, we're not gonna go that, that low route right there. So I basically learned very early that you have to stand up for yourself at work. I don't care if you feel like you're gonna be fired, let go. At the end of the day, if they let you go for opening your mouth and standing up for what's right, that's on them. Because when you go home at night, when you leave this world, you want to be able to say, regardless of what happened to me, how many jobs I've quit or how many jobs I was fired from, I will either let go or I walked away because it was the right thing to do. If you see someone being bullied at your job, or if you see racism going on, and you open your mouth and you stand up and they say, oh, well, we don't want you here. You know, we no longer have a need for your services. That's fine. But I did what was right, I stood up. So when someone asked, well, why'd you, why'd you lose your job? would you lose your job? Oh, well, you know, I stood up against racism and bullying and they let me go. Oh, well, at least you did at least you did what was right. Well, you hope they say that. Some people, some people will still say, well, you should have just kept your mouth shut and kept your head down. And some, people, some people say that. Some people will tell you, just, you know, go on there, do your job, keep your head down. And it's like, no, I'm not going to turn a blind eye to that right there. Because that's how people get hurt. And that's how things happen to people. And I'm not going to be in a job where someone goes crazy one day and does something because of these crazy other people that they work with. Like, no. And so... You have to realize what's right, what's wrong, and what you're willing to fight for. It's always like the saying that people have. It's like, is this the heel you're willing to die on? And what I take from that is, when you're making a stance, when you're standing up for yourself or others, if this is going to be the stance that gets you let go or fired, is this the heel you're willing to die on? And if your answer is yes, you're willing to, you know, reap the repercussions of saying I'm not going to tolerate this, or we're not going to do that. And That's great. If you're do, if you start to stand up for someone, and you realize this is not the hill and one to die on. That's fine too. That's great. You know, I, I can't. I, I, no one can force you to stand up for what's right. We can't. I mean, that's the regret people have to live with if something happens after that moment. And they go, oh, I was about to do something, but I didn't do it. And now, look, this person's just done this or is is here or not here or did this or did that, you know. And so it's just, it's, when you get in a job, you have to figure out what hills are you willing to die on? What what things are you willing to accept as part of the job? And what things are you willing to say, "Uh uh-uh, that's not in the job description. We're, We're not doing this. And at first, like I said, when I first started, I accepted everything as part of this job. I thought this is how it's gonna be. You know, and I worked in food service before. I worked at Wendy's before all this. Very first job was Wendy's, fast food. So I worked in food service. I worked with people in cooking food and knowing, you know, there's gonna be different personalities in the kitchen. And it was hard. I mean, yes, I had a good time my first job. It was great. But after a while, it got stale and it got to be really just, I felt confident in what I was doing, but it wasn't fun anymore with the people and the, it was very, um, mundane, if you will. And so I literally, you know, I went on to better things and well, at the end of it all I landed up here. And so to wrap up this really long story, because I know I ramble so much, guys. This is pretty much why I don't do I was really nervous about doing these car um podcasts because I ramble so much. But literally you have to decide when you first get the job what are you willing what heels are you willing to die on? What what, what compromises? Are you willing to just say it's part of a job? And what are you not willing to compromise? I'm willing to compromise on certain things. Because I realize, you know, it's going to be certain people that just won't get it. And there'll be others that will. So, I hope you guys have enjoyed my um, podcast for today. Um, I'm actually going to make a couple stops and head home. But I'll catch you guys tomorrow for another episode of Short Works. This has not really been that short, but it works. So, bye guys.